Hi everyone and welcome to How to Win the Dating Game. I'm Trudy Gilbert, known as Australia's Millionaire Matchmaker and founder of Elite Introductions. And today's episode is about how to meet anyone, anywhere and delete the apps forever. Yay, get rid of the apps. Oh my God, we are (laughs) big supporters of app deletion. Um, Okay, so look, Many people feel that they're trapped in the dating app culture. We talked about that last episode. Yes, we did. Um, oh, and for those of you that have just joined <laughs> us, I am joined with, with joined by, by Andy, <laughs> who works in the Elite team and is also my partner. Um, many people feel that they're trapped in the dating app culture, that they feel that there is no viable alternative. And last episode, we did indeed discuss why the dating app culture is ruining your love life and we discussed how it's just not in line with the intention of of having a relationship that there's too much hookup culture there's too many lies too much deception uh, no one's accountable for their behavior so if that's the case how do you meet eligible single people what can we do to get off the apps Mm. well I'm here to tell you how to meet anyone anywhere And that's what we're going to get right into right now. Let's do it. Okay. So look, at the moment we're in a a COVID lockdown world. So let's just pretend that society and life is back to normal, that we can all mingle freely. And by the time you're listening to this, um, we feel pretty confident that that's where, you know, where we'll be at. We'll be at this new COVID normal where we'll still be able to socialize and mingle. Yeah. Albeit limited. Australia's a little bit behind at the moment, but I just uh, had a friend send me some pictures of Times Square today and it's packed full of people. So Wow, that was, that was that's reassuring. So I think uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. If, if New York, which is probably one of the hardest hit cities, is uh, is back on track, then uh, hopefully we'll. Uh, that's a good sign that that's where we're heading on the other side of vaccinations and stuff. So let's let's pretend that we are... Not back to normal, because I'm not sure if that will ever happen, but at least our new sort of COVID normal where we're functioning socially uh, with some normality. Mm -hmm. All right, let's do that. So we're going to talk about a few different scenarios here. We'll we'll get through the kind of obvious and basic ones, which we call a primary hotspot, pardon the pun, because (laughs) we are still using a COVID term. Mm. And this is where, um, this is a place where there are single people seeking for a connection on some level. Now that's places like bars or nightclubs, singles events, yeah. singles cruises. The traditional places that you'd expect, yeah. you know, the, the places that were the hot spots for it, you know, before before there were dating apps. That's right, the, the go-to, classics. the go-to, the classics, mm-hmm. um, that still have a little bit of a hookup culture attached to them. Mm-hmm. Because you're all there for the same purpose, but you know, is that really the same purpose? Some mm-hmm. people are there for a one night stand, others are looking for something more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess my best advice for you in those environments is just be clear in the early stages of what you're looking for. If you are looking for something more long term, mm-hmm. well, you know, play a different strategy. Yeah. How than- would you say it? Because you're not going to say, "Oh, I'm looking for a serious relationship." You know, just when someone asks you, you know, offers to buy you a drink, but. You could say something like, um, once you click and it looks like if their intention is something short term, you can say something like, I'm keeping my eye out for something special or you yeah, can use yeah. some, sort of, I mean, some sort of euphemism. I you, you can. And look, a lot of women forget, and I, and I remind my clients that they're in the driver's seat in a relationship. You know, they're in control. 
they can say things like let's just slow it down a bit or they can control the pace at which the relationship progresses so if a guy is super keen which is great because you know that's always reassuring and and a nice space to be in good for the ego but you can control that pace and just yeah that's what i would say i think it's pretty pretty clear that uh, guys are kind of looking for two different things so what what they seek when they're out looking for you know when they're on the prowl per se uh, is different criteria than when they see somebody who's potential for relationship. Mm-hmm. So who's think, worth worth bringing home to mum? Yeah, I think I think women should keep that in mind. I mean, like I'm not I'm not saying oh don't you know don't have sex on the first date. I don't want to I don't want to sound prudish, but I think that it might there might be a pressure to push back against this new hookup culture a little bit, and because it's become so acceptable, it's almost swung back the other way too much. And um, I think it's it's completely okay if that's if you're a woman and that's what you want to do. But I think that if you want to if you want to shift this dynamic, you probably you probably need to push back against that a little bit. And I think the right man is going to respond well to that. I agree. I agree. Um, I think that you've got every right to say no. That doesn't that that goes against my values. I'm looking for something that's more long term, or you know, just just play it smart. <laughs> Or so, something, say something euphemistic like, you know, I'm just, I'm just looking to meet, meet someone or I'm looking for someone special. I'm happy to, you know, to get to know you, but let's take it slow or whatever. You know, just there's plenty of ways you can say it without it being too much of a grand statement. Mm, yeah, I agree. The next point that mm-hmm. we want to really mention is that there are also what we call secondary warm spots. Yeah, as opposed to hot spots. Exactly. So this is where you might find people socializing and connecting with a variety of status and attention and intentions. Right. It's a place where you might meet someone directly or you may build a network of people to connect with. So they're not there to pick up, so but they're no. but, it's, but it's a social space. Correct. Yeah. Something like a sports club, like a tennis club or a golf club or mm-hmm. you know, any kind of sporting club really, sailing, you know, running. I mean, there's all sorts of, of activities that you can do where you will be with like minded people who mm-hmm. have the same values, who have similar interests. And, you know, that's always been a classic source of finding a like-minded partner. Should you consider the demographics of the sport as well? Oh, 100%. I mean, if you're, you know, 40 and you... And you're corporate. Then and you're, you're corporate, then you should go to and join a golf club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you're 25 and you're super active, then, you know, join a rock climbing group. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. do something that fits you know, where you're at and the, and think about the type of people that you want to meet. Mm-hmm. It's it's a really, like, it's a 101 tip, right? Yeah, but it's yeah. it's tried and tested. Everybody knows that by doing something that you love, you'll be meeting other people that have similar interests and values, that you'll be more receptive to, to receiving a, an, an approach mm-hmm. from someone because you're happy and you're in a space that you enjoy. And it's easier too because the approach can, can be about, what you're sharing together it doesn't have to be hey you know you want to go out for a drink or yeah it doesn't have to be sleazy you've got plenty of time to just you know grow with somebody and connect with them and see if you're really interested and then you know you can ask them at the end of the day or something like that when you've got loads of time that's right the best way for you to start a genuine connection with someone is by having a shared interest Mm -hmm. or like even you know 
girls approaching a guy if they need help in something. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, a so guy dro- can never resist a, a damsel in distress. The dropping of the handkerchief. That's right. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. right. Think of the advantages. You know you already have similar interests and values. Mm-hmm. You can see what they look like. So no misleading photos that are mm-hmm. outdated. Mm-hmm. No one's fibbing about their age, mm-hmm. you know, or their height, for example. Mm-hmm. I know that's mm-hmm. a bit cheeky, but I have heard some stories of people really fibbing about their height. I'm six foot tall and I'm really five foot six. Yeah, and like, what are you, where are you going with that? Do you think that no one's going to notice? Like, that's just <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of advantages of meeting someone through a shared interest. But also, you know, when you meet them in the flesh, <clears throat> you realise that attraction comes from so many different things. Oh, 100%. It's not, it's not just how someone looks, but how they look in their environment, how they move, how they talk. Yeah, but it's also how their intellect, their humour, their values, their um, you know, their body language. Are they confident? Are they, are they sexy? You know, is, there, is there a bit of mystery that's happening between the two of you? Everybody has stories of somebody that they fell for that looks nothing like what they would consider their type. Absolutely. You know, I have those stories. I'm, I know you have those stories. You know, we're not actually experts at what we're what we think we're attracted to. We we don't really know until you know we're not as much of experts at uh, at, at choosing someone and finding someone attractive. Oh no, we're terrible judges. We're making a decision from a two dimensional image. We have no information about how that person makes us feel, how they look at us, what they say, how they say it. Um, you know, there are so many levels that attraction is built on. It's just crazy We're, to be making those decisions from a few texts absolutely. and some photograph. Absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. All right. So we've looked at two of the very basic uh, common uh, avenues to meet people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a list uh, here that I want to share with you that some are quite practical and some are, some you may not have thought of. Mm-hmm. So, how about we go through those? All right. All right, first one. Friends and family. Well, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Let your community know. You know what? We're not hooking up with our friends and family. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I haven't finished my point oh, yet. Okay, sorry. You love cutting me off. <laughs> I just was trying to work out what your point was. No, we're though. not we're not promoting incest or, <laughs> okay. you know, right. so cheating on So what are you talking about? You're talking about the old one degree of separation process yes i'm saying that you know let your community know your intentions to find Mm -hmm. a a life partner Mm -hmm. you know people love to play matchmaker i mean hello (laughs) do you think they should do that as well with their social groups and stuff like that oh a hundred percent you know put it out there um Mm -hmm. ask your friends hey do you happen to know anyone you think i might be suitable or compatible with or you know, maybe arrange a party or, you know, a dinner party or a get together where everybody brings uh, a friend that nobody that, you know, isn't part of your social group so that you can extend and mm-hmm. try and get to know some new people. Or if anything, or if nothing else, declare your status. Let people know that you're single. Yeah. yeah. You'd be surprised at how just making that declaration to the universe can mm. actually be quite fruitful and powerful. Cool. All right. So um, where, where else can people like meet someone? All right, look, I think this one is a pretty obvious point, but I'm going to mention it anyway. And it's a dog park. (laughs) Well, you know, guys love the... Guys know that the puppy thing works. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it's like the, you know, the the, the guy having the baby. That makes it The draw card for the women. Mm. Well, women, you know... 
I think guys can get a dog. Guys, guys can get a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone. The whole puppy thing is definitely like, you know, I know guys that deliberately have gotten dogs for that exact purpose. Seriously? <laughs> yes. Like All right. You. So get a pet of right. any sort, okay? Preferably a dog. Well, dog's good because you can go to parks and, and, and interact with people, right? That's what you're talking about. Yes. Well, yes, it's a good excuse for a connection to establish. So get a dog or borrow one. Even better, help out a friend. Help take out a, a friend walk. who's busy at work and take their dog for a walk. Yeah, if you're like, I can't get a dog. I'm, you know, I work a 50-hour week. Yeah. I don't have time for a dog. Just borrow your best mate's dog and go to the park. That's oh, it. I'll take I'll take Rover for a walk and Yeah, then but boom. make sure make sure you know the dog's name, okay? Because that's going to be a problem if yeah, yeah, they run away and you, you're not calling the right dog's name. So, I mean, seriously, how easy is it to get into a conversation with someone at the dog park? Yeah. You know. It's, it's just a talking point, right? It's, it's, it's a very easy talking point and it just, it just flows effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that you should start picking everyone up at the dog park, okay? Oh. Not everyone with a dog is single, okay? It's, it's just about a headspace. You're talking about the headspace, being open and placing yourself in spaces where... Yeah. You can connect with people. Yeah, I'm talking about using an opportunity that that puts you in a social environment where you can easily speak to other people, create conversation. Um, you know, it's 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 very genuine and it's it's easy, it's free flowing. It helps you to foster a connection. And look, connection in life could you know it doesn't have to always be about love. It could be about friendship. You might meet someone at the dog park that you find you have a great connection with that Mm. you then become friends and then you grow to learn about their other friends, get introduced to their social circle and you might meet someone that way. Like we went to um, my friend Dale's place for for the barbecue Yeah. and his wife had friends over, remember, that came to the barbecue? That's right. And they were like four or five people that that she knew from the cafe that they used to all hang out at. Yeah. Yeah, So they had, had, she built like a social network completely apart from all the other parts of her, of their life. Yeah, that's right. Very easy to do. Um, but the point is that you're out there connecting. You are, you know, meeting with people, you're engaging, you're being, you're being open, you're putting yourself out there, and you never know what can happen from that kind of interaction. Moving away from a, a mentality of... of um... Head down and staring at your phone. Mm-hmm. Away from scarcity too, you know, like thinking, oh, there's no one out there. You know, when you keep meeting people, it changes your headspace and then you're open to it. You know, if you're thinking about scarcity or that you have, that the only way is through apps, then you're going to feel trapped. That's right. And then it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy as well. That's right. That's very good advice. Cool. All right. Next one. Now this happened to a close friend of mine. And it kind of goes against some um, age-old advice that we were given as children, which is don't talk to strangers. And this next tip is the bus stop. The bus stop. The bus stop is a great opportunity for interaction. Okay, so who's catching the bus? People going to work, I suppose. Yeah, it's 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 before work. work. Look, it could be in that in that you know that 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 eight to ten time slot in the morning mm-hmm. where you know yes, a, a lot of adults are you know mm-hmm. waiting at the bus to go into the city. Now this is obviously a this this story occurred in a pre-COVID world. Mm-hmm. Um, so my friend was standing at the bus stop, mm-hmm. um, had on a new shirt, 
and um, and he was approached by a woman who happened to compliment him on the color of shirt because mm-hmm. it was uh, it was a lovely shade of pink. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so she commented and said, "Look, I really like your shirt." And my friend is quite uh, quite open. He's a chatterbox. He's a chatterbox. He loves having a chat. And before you before you knew it, they had chatted the whole way from from Bondi into the city. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was a good thirty minute mm-hmm. chat. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that chat, um, she gave him his she gave him her number. Right. Yeah. And you know, it just happened organically. She made one little comment, and you know. The conversation and, and flowed it was from there. To spark something. Yeah, yeah, it's which great. which is really really cute. So, my advice is, if you see someone that you like, don't be afraid to say something. Mm. Don't be afraid to give them a compliment or just say hi. You know, the more you do it, the more you'll feel comfortable, and the mm. awkwardness will go away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and and maybe if it happens to you to be be responsive. Don't don't uh, assume that everybody's a weirdo. You know, most people are pretty nice. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's vast right. Vast majority of people are just nice, good people. Yep, I agree. Mm. All right, our next one. Now, I like this tip because I think it's super practical and we could all start doing it now. Okay. Do more things alone. Oh, you mean like without your friends and yeah, stuff? Yeah, like when you're alone, <clears throat> you'll find that more people will be more likely to approach you Mm. because it's not intimidating. You know, when you're with your friends, you're with a group, it's quite hard to break that inner circle Mm -hmm. and approach and make an approach. Yeah, when I'm I'm trying to think about what you're saying now, I don't think I would ever approach, like if I liked a girl and she was had with four, three or four friends, I don't think I would have the courage to say something like yeah it, in that scenario like you're talking about like the bus stop or something like yeah, that yeah yeah but it's, if she was by herself um that's right you know, i might def- definitely feel that that would be easier yeah sure. it's very it's very confronting to approach someone who's in a group but mm-hmm. if you're alone then you know it's a much more uh conducive environment to encourage mm-hmm. an interaction mm-hmm. so my advice is do things like well okay again pre-COVID or post-COVID, travel alone is really good because it puts you in a position where you actually, you know, need to interact with others. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. there could be a situation where you're in a hostel or you're traveling, you know, you're in a restaurant Mm -hmm. and you need need to share something or you need Mm -hmm. advice or you need guidance or you need help. Mm -hmm. And so there's there's a real need there to to interact with people. I have, a, I have a great story about a client who immigrated from the States. Okay. And um, he came here, fabulous job opportunity. He got a um, beautiful house in Balmain on the water. and But he didn't know anyone. So mm. he went out to dinner and uh, obviously went by himself mm-hmm. and started chatting with, with the table next to him mm-hmm. who then told him about all these great places that he had to visit they started ordering wine and cheese boards and, you know, it's had a lovely evening together. Mm-hmm. And he's a really gregarious, fun person that you just can't say, help but want to engage I, with. I know you, now I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He's pretty, he's pretty expressive. He and very, is. Very he's socially charming. confident and charming yeah. and stuff like and that. And he's so. got a great energy. And so, you know, he told me about this wonderful night that he had. Mm. And look, that was um, like a year and a half ago. He's still friends with those people. Wow. Um, they still catch up every now and again and, and, um, you know, and have a drink and, you know, it's, 
that wouldn't have happened if he hadn't gone out mm-hmm. or he, if he'd been with a friend, you mm-hmm. know? Like, mm-hmm. I understand that it might be confronting for some people to sit alone in a, in a restaurant or a bar and, and just be in that space. Mm-hmm. But it's surprising how easy it is for you to receive an approach when mm-hmm. you're in that environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think that um, there is safety in numbers? I remember the story that you told me about your friend and meeting that guy that she liked at the casino and stuff like that. Like she needed your help in that situation. And I think of one of my best mates and how I always felt like we had more fun when we went out together because he's very for, super forward mm-hmm. uh, in the in the initial meeting. I'm more sort of a one-on-one sort of mm-hmm. close chat kind of person, but not good at the icebreaker. He's like super good at the icebreaker. So that worked well yep. for us. Oh, so definitely. do you think that like having a wingman or is... is oh, there's a, a time and a place for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, a wingman, a wingwoman is always useful, but you don't always have those opportunities. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that, then don't be afraid to go out alone and sit in a restaurant or a bar and put yourself in an environment where you're open for an approach. Don't rely on the apps. Go out there. And it does take courage. I get that. You know, it's not for everyone. But the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll be with doing it and the better you'll get at it. You know, take a book with you for the first time. Mm-hmm. If you if you feel you need something to do, mm-hmm. go out to dinner, take a book. Not your phone. No, no, not Don't your phone. yourself in the phone. No, yeah. take your book or a notepad. Mm-hmm. Do something that, you know, keeps you busy, but also shows that you might be open to being approached. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. And you're creating a space that's changing your headspace about the attachment to the apps as well. Right. When you when you see those kinds of opportunities, you might feel stronger about letting go of something that you may have habitually been attached to. Yeah, well, I think it gives you a broader perspective that this is not the only avenue to meet people through. Mm-hmm. And that meeting people in person, in flesh, in the flesh, mm-hmm. is, um, is a far better way to assess whether you're going to be compatible or not. Yeah, I like it. You know, another place you could go to meet people uh, is a bookstore. I know that that sounds a little bit untraditional, or old school. Or, <laughs> um, but look, I guess I'm just saying just be open. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Last point is join a co-working space. Now, this you mean like a... Oh God, I was going to say hotspot again. God, we can't, <laughs> can't say that anymore. But you mean like, like a shared... Like a WeWork or, mm-hmm. you know... Um, a shared, a, shared workspace. A shared workspace <clears throat> where there are other people who... Um, look, you might be a business owner yourself or mm-hmm. you might work for a company that allows you to work from home. Mm-hmm. And well, that's definitely happening these days. Oh, so. my God, 100%. Um, you know, that would be happy if you joined a co-working space as a, as an alternative venue to work from if it wasn't, if you couldn't mm-hmm. work from home, for example, mm-hmm. and you weren't able to go into the office. Mm-hmm. In a co-working environment, you'll meet a lot of like-minded people mm-hmm. who um, probably share very similar uh, routines in, to you, mm-hmm. who are probably uh, at a similar, in a similar age demographic, mm-hmm. who uh, would also 
live in a similar locality to you. Yeah, sometimes you the work those those workspaces, shared workspaces, might be closer to your neighbourhood as Correct. opposed to right in the middle of the city where, you, where your office De- might be. It depends be. where you pick because there are some that are obviously smack in the centre of town and then mm-hmm. others that are in the fringes and in, mm-hmm. in popular suburbs. So mm-hmm. you'll meet people that, that, that either live a very similar lifestyle to you or mm-hmm. have a similar routine. Mm-hmm. You'll probably share similar values in terms of being ambitious and driven and you know mm-hmm. enjoying your business. So there's a lot of basic criteria there that you'll share in common with Plus, one another. You no know, things like people with micro startups and stuff like that it's really interesting stuff yeah know, great stuff to chat with people yeah about. it's great people love talking about other people's businesses you know yeah. and you, depending what stage your business is at it's you know it's a lot of fun to talk about that we used to use that space in the city you know where we used to work out of that was really fun you know there's lots of really cool people there yeah it was yeah. great i love that i miss that space mm, yeah so um so yeah i think um i think look the reality is that single people are everywhere they're at the supermarket, the coffee shop, the bus stop, the gym, mm-hmm. the sailing club, the dog park. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you just have to be open to yeah, shift your mindset. Shift your mindset and know that the apps are not everything mm-hmm. and it's not your only avenue. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, look, if you actually, you know, really do need help mm-hmm. and Yep, let's talk about the elephant in the room. One of the, you know, one of the great ways to do it is is with a matchmaker. Well, right? that's right. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, look, I, I, you know, this this was not the purpose of this episode. Obviously, no, I think we should talk about it though, because it is an option. Um, you know, we should we should say, you know, if if it's if you have, if it's something that you can afford and you, and you're a busy person, then. You know, why wouldn't you outsource it? Well, look, it's an opportunity that that does, you know, that is available for people who are in the right headspace Mm -hmm. and who want somebody else to take over this process for them because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of advantages to having a matchmaker enrolled on your behalf. Mm -hmm. We do all the screening and profiling. We -hmm. do all the matching. We do all the compatibility checking. And then we ring you and present you with someone who we think is a great fit. So again, it's it's kind of this, not dissimilar to the whole meeting someone through a social space because you're very quickly getting to meeting them in the flesh. A lot of the boxes have been ticked and now you're meeting them in the flesh. So you really get to see what someone's really like. You know, you, you can't, you just can't do that with the apps. No, um, you can't. You you absolutely can't. The, the apps are, again, a flawed system to meet someone through mm-hmm. because it's, it's just a disingenuous mechanism. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. aren't being assessed on the right qualities. Whereas I'll ring a client and say, look, you've got so much in common. You know, you've 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 both lived in London. You you're keen skiers. You know, you've both got kids. You've got very similar personality traits. Um, you know, for what mm-hmm. you're looking for, I think you'll really like each other. You're both really driven, and you've got shared values around family. All these things that really mm-hmm. matter. It's funny you say that because it very often it's not it's not those things that you you hang up and you say, <clears throat> I think that person would be really good for X, whoever it is. And I go, oh, why? And you go, I don't know. It's a feeling. I've just yeah. got a feeling, you know. Yeah. It's a, I, I don't know what it is. And, like, whenever you say that, it's almost always a great match. Yeah. It's not It's not all those things that we think it is. It's all about, oh, we have to have aligned values and like the same things and come from the same background or all those things. Very often it's just this thing that you get in your head. And you decide. I know. I 
It's very strange. It's like you've got this weird thing going on. I know. It it is a bit weird. It's like I just get this this, um, overriding, you know, voice. Cupid vibe. Cupid vibe where I'll, I'll have spoken to a client and he'll give me, he or she will give me the brief and I'll just go, oh, my God that person is perfect for blah blah and I don't exactly know why I mean I do try and break it down so that I can kind of replicate the same the Mm -hmm. same process again Mm -hmm. but it's just this instinct where my matching brain just goes okay well for example Nick Mm -hmm. has to meet Jessica without a doubt Mm -hmm. that's the girl for him Mm -hmm. or Jennifer has to meet Andrew. Mm-hmm. I just feel that they're going to find each other attractive, interesting. Mm-hmm. There's going to be fireworks. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to appreciate where they're at in life. They've both got key. You know, there's all these all these factors contribute to that re- to that to that decision. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there is something that's very instinctive that makes me pick that person above 50, 60, 80 other options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well. Um... Having a matchmaker is great if you have the resources to, to outsource this process because it enables you to get in front of people that, that have been screened, you know, have a lot of the same values and, you know, the kind of person that's going to be easier for you to have some element of success with. So that's all good. Let's talk about uh, the negatives. Why, why, wouldn't you, why wouldn't you use a matchmaker? Well, I guess you wouldn't use a matchmaker if you felt that it was beyond your budget mm-hmm. um, because obviously, you know, we are a luxury product, mm-hmm. even though some of my clients <laughs> like to call me an essential service. <laughs> and I think that's, that's great. Yeah. I love that. Uh, thank you, Mark, for um, terming that phrase. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if it's beyond your budget, I, I, I do understand that. And look, you have to make sure that if you're going to use a matchmaker, you have to be clear about what kind of cl- what kind of client you want to meet. Mm-hmm. So you have to be clear about what demographic you're trying to access, mm-hmm. and make sure that that matchmaker has access to that group, mm-hmm. and that you're right for that group as well. That's right. You know, because you know? like we don't have like like at elite, you know, everybody's sort of in that same sort of successful. Uh, you know, professional or executive or entrepreneur, they're educated, like they're in the same group. So it's not like a young kind of gold digger wouldn't work in that space. So she might like the same guys that our clients do, but we don't have anyone for her because no. our, our clients aren't looking for trophy wives. They're looking for That's right. partners. That's right. So and you've got I to make would... sure not only that you have that they have the people that you want, but you are what they But you embody want. what they're looking for. Yeah. Because if I found, if I got the sense that someone wanted to join the agency that was joining for disingenuous reasons, mm-hmm. I wouldn't allow them to. Mm-hmm. I would say to them, no, this isn't the right space for you. I'm sorry, you know. It's actually surprising to me. I bet you people don't realize this, but you say no more often than you say yes. Yeah, I, I know. I mm-hmm. do. I do. I, well, no, I say no. When you think about it, the communication of the whole thing is already very exclusive mm-hmm. right? so that that would that would not scare away but that would deter deter most people that aren't you know 80 percent of the people that that aren't right for it but that even of that group you do sort of you you hang up and you just shake your head and you go no 
Like mm. there's something not right or... I guess you're right because I only kind of look at the at, at the Zoom stage, whereas, mm. you know, as, as at that point, like the end point, like the end of the sales process, mm-hmm. you know, is... Oh, you've had like two calls with them. Whereas I, where I've already had like the sales calls, the inquiries, you know, mm-hmm. replied to the emails, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. And you um, do a lot of listening in that stage and just you're looking for a vibe, aren't you? I am. I'm looking. I'm looking for something that's that's going to jump out at me and go. Yeah, mm. you're a great person. You're a great fit for the agency. I remember that interview I read that you did, um, and you said, "I'm I'm their first date. Mm. I, I'm everybody's man or woman. I'm mm. their first date, so they have to sort of get past me." Before that's they, right. Yeah, that's and if cool. I'm not their fan, well, then you know, and I'm and I'm a receptive audience. Like I want them to do great, <laughs> but <laughs> if they're not going to do great and they're they're ev- they're evasive or they're cold or they're guarded or they're you know entitled entitled oh my <laughs> god i cannot stand entitled um then i just don't think they're right they're the right fit for mm. my beautiful you know open-minded adventurous warm engaging mm. you know trusting uh clients mm-hmm. So I'm very, So, so what's very the message guarded. to our people that are considering a matchmaker? We're obviously going to do an episode all about this, but like if it's one of the places outside of apps that you can go to, so what's the message that we give them? Well, look, for me, I would say to you, if you're a business owner or a professional and you would like to uh, save time mm-hmm. and, you know, hire a matchmaker to do all the work for you, then, you know... I'm your, I'm your girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there are other ways that you can go about meeting people. It mm-hmm. will just take more uh, energy mm-hmm. and investment from your part to put yourself in those places and to make that magic happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can do it. It's about connecting with people in the flesh. Yeah. Right? That, that's our message, really, isn't that's it? That's right. Putting get, putting yourself in situations... Move away from the two-dimensional photograph get, swiping culture and get rid get of those apps of human beings delete the apps please mm. for your own sanity your own emotional well-being mm. there are other ways for you to meet people rather than putting yourself in harm's way people who are going to cause you emotional trauma um you know you don't need to do it you mm. can meet the old-fashioned way i love it i love it well i think that there's some pretty good options there in the uh, how to meet anyone anywhere i think that's that's some good advice. Well, thank you, Andy. Yeah. I'm glad that you <laughs> you feel that way. You're so clever, dear. <gasps> oh, yes. Just another day at the office. <laughs> All right. So should we wrap up? I think so. And uh, look, stay tuned for our next week's episode, mm-hmm. uh, which we haven't decided on we yet. We haven't decided yet, but uh, I think we should... Um... Tell them to go to trudygilbert.com. That's Trudy with a Y.com. Check out whatever episodes are there. You should catch up. They should do the quiz. I think it's really great. That yeah, quiz that the you've created. Five minute quiz on um, are, are you, you ready, ready for, for your, your dream, dream relationship? relationship? Yeah, I love that. And, um, and also check out the online course. It's a great interactive online course that takes you all the way through the process of uh, right from getting your head and your body and soul ready for relationship all the way through to dating and all the skills and then relationship stuff. So there's lots of great tools there, so so check it out. You can also check out our previous episodes mm-hmm. and also send us an email if you have a suggestion or a request or a comment mm-hmm. um, about anything that we've uh, talked about. We would love to hear anything that you might want us to discuss in the future. Get in touch. 
enjoy. And we'll bring the team. We'll bring the other crazies in. Yes, Jody and Lisa. yes, yes, yes. We're going to bring Jody and Lisa in very soon. You'll meet uh, you meet the other two matchmakers in the team. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, um, enjoy. Stay safe, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. See you next time. Bye.